this is Everyday Seeker Real Talk for the New Age, and I'm your host, Rebecca Muir. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, and I think we're on Twitter too, actually, but we don't really use it that much. But please feel free to connect with us on social media because we'd really love to We'd love to hear from you. Um, You can find us at everydayseeker.net as well, and you can stream all of our episodes there for free. Today's topic is Reiki, and I'm so excited to be talking about this, actually, because I, I have been working with Reiki for a long time off and on, but I haven't never really gotten very serious with it. So joining the conversation today is Reiki master Lisa Rukas, who is also a classical soprano, a photographer, a nature lover, and a craft beer enthusiast. She is a wife of 24 years, and she is also the resident office queen slash fairy godmother at Berklee College of Music's ear training department, (laughs) which is where (laughs) I met her when I was teaching this summer. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm so glad to be speaking with you today. Um, So what is Reiki? You probably are much better equipped than I am to answer that question or to give a definition. Well, Reiki is basically spiritual energy. Um, It's a Japanese healing technique that was developed in the 20s, 1920s, um, although... It's believed to actually be much, much older than that, but um, it's, a, it's a technique of energy healing where a client is fully clothed and uh, is comfortable and the practitioner can feel the person's energy field and depending on the client's needs, they place their hands on or above areas of the body in certain hand positions, um, usually five to ten minutes per position, depending on the intuition of the practitioner. Um, so it's a very relaxing, safe healing modality that is used by, it seems to be getting more popular, more people are taking Reiki classes nowadays. And I, I learned Reiki level one uh, ten years ago. Wow. And I very gradually um, kept going with it and became a Reiki master in 2012. Congratulations. So, yeah. yeah, thank you. I never thought I would go that far with it. It just worked out that way. Um, yeah. I guess it was meant to be. And yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's amazing how accessible it is to people. Um, so when you say that Reiki is a spiritual energy, mm-hmm. I love that you used, I love that you said that. I've actually never heard anyone just put it like that before. I've always heard people say it's the universal life force energy. That is also correct, Mm -hmm. yes. Which is the same thing, right? But it's just, it's when you say it's a spiritual energy that kind of just dumbs it down. It's, you know, in a good way. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's essentially what we're dealing with. One of the best things about Reiki is how basic it is. Um, I mean, there's lots of different healing modalities, but Reiki is just so it's just very a peaceful energy that can help people in lots of ways. It um, helps on emotional levels as well as physical and spiritual. So um, the energy goes where it's needed, and um, basically the practitioner is just a channel for the energy. They're not really a healer per se. Um, it's the client that's the healer, and they, you know, wow. if they're open to it, they can receive healing in different ways. 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. Um, I just wanted to ask what you're, and we kind of talked about this when we touched base for an outline, but the mm-hmm. concept of the universal life force energy, um, I've heard, or I was taught when I received, because I also have a Reiki attunement, just the first level, but mm-hmm. it was done a very long time ago, so I'm very, and I haven't used it much. Um, I was told that that is the energy that everything is made up of, that all of existence mm-hmm. comes from. Some people could mm-hmm. consider it a divine energy, um, mm-hmm. or maybe if you're you know, not really into that, you, it's just the energy of, of all that exists. And then I've also mm-hmm. heard someone else say that it's a very specific quality of divine energy. It's not necessarily the same energy as every other energy. And I'm just curious what your personal uh, take is on that. Well, that's actually a really good point, and I've actually wondered about that myself. Um, I mean, energy is energy. It's mm-hmm. everything that, that there is. Um, everything has energy. You know, if you really think about it, you know, there is no good or bad energy. It just is. And right. I guess it depends <laughs> on how you use it. <laughs> uh-huh. Reiki, there are, like I said, there are different healing modalities, and now there's like so many different kinds of Reiki. Um, there are. Yeah. Oh wow! I don't well, even know about I this. I learned. I think the one that I learned, which is called Usui, which is spelled U S U I, Reiki Ryoho, um, R Y O H O, if I'm spelling that correctly. Uh, that was the original style of Reiki that um, started in Japan um, Mm -hmm. in the 1920s. That's the one I did too. Yeah, and that's probably the most basic one. Um, But there's other kinds out there. There's uh, my aunt was a Reiki master also and she learned a a style of Reiki called Rainbow Reiki and she told me about it and it sounded fascinating and she said it was really powerful and um, she couldn't say enough good about it, and it sounded like something I wanted to maybe learn someday. Um, it sounds like something I want to learn someday. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of William Rand. He uh, has. No, um, he's a pretty well-known guy in the Reiki world. He has a Reiki magazine that comes out every so often, and he's, you know, there's actually, it's Reiki.org is the website with all his stuff and he actually has so many different reiki products out there and a lot of reiki teachers use his methods and practices to teach it wow but anyway he started the rainbow reiki modality i believe that's fascinating to me because going back to what you had said before about how this energy doesn't come from the practitioner at all So the practitioner, when they're attuned to the energy, Mm -hmm. um, is essentially their chakras or or energetic points in their palms and in their crown chakra and their head are opened up to receive this energy um, Mm -hmm. so that they can be a channel or a conduit for it. So that's just Mm -hmm. fascinating to me that somebody has found a, a way to tap into maybe a different quality of something, I guess. Maybe I need to do some more research. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's good to think of it that way. That way your ego doesn't get in the way. Um, personally, I think, um, you know, if you call yourself a healer, you know, that kind of makes 
people think, oh, you, you know, you're, you think you're better than I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody's better than anybody. Or just <laughs> you know the authority saying? is in the, do you know what I mean? Like the, um, yeah. the authority then is with another person rather than the person who needs healing taking responsibility for their own healing. Exactly. I see. Yeah, or that's so important that yeah. everybody has the ability to heal themselves. And a lot of us don't know how or we're just don't realize that we have that ability so I think it's good that there are people out there who can help people with that and open themselves up to that energy right absolutely I mean we all need guidance and it's wonderful that there are people out there like you that have studied this that are offering it um, but ultimately everybody needs to be responsible responsible for their own healing um, and to know that they are capable of healing themselves um, mm -hmm. on so many levels anyway I think that's like a big thing is a lot of people just don't feel like they can do anything um, so mm. this is that's really and that's okay concept. I mean everybody I'm sorry to interrupt you no, go for it <laughs> everybody's on their own path and not everybody wants to heal themselves which is fine you know mm. if that's you know your path and how you're gonna learn your lessons you know that's all good <laughs> but some people out there want that help and you know that's why we have people who can do these things for people you know yeah it's amazing how, how much all of this stuff has proliferated like in a in over the last decade the new age and i know that term like a lot of eye rolls kind of tend to happen <laughs> when people drop that term but i don't mind that term personally because I think that's what it is I think we are in a new age and there's a lot that's cropped up around healing and it's it's kind of fashionable which is nice <laughs> so these days it's good to um it's good to make the most out of yourself it's in vogue I guess um <laughs> so I wanted to ask you in particular what is a Reiki treatment um or sorry what does a Reiki attunement look like so we have there are three different levels traditionally as far as I understand um so well can you explain um, a there's, bit about there's that? kind of four levels oh um, okay level one is where you learn all about it you learn the history of it and you get to prep you learn all the hand positions and you go through the attunement, you practice on yourself, you do a self-healing in the class, you practice on other people. Um, then level two, you learn, uh, there's three sacred symbol symbols, uh, one of which is a distant healing symbol. So you have the ability, once you're attuned to level two, to be able to send Reiki long distance. Um, mm -hmm. I really wanted to do that once I did level one because I wanted to be able to send healing to my mother and I just thought it would be great. So I ended up doing level two a year later after I did level one. Uh, level three was is mainly called advanced Reiki. Huh. And uh, level three, uh, we did learn some more symbols, if I remember correctly, and we learned different techniques for you know, like psychic surgery, that kind of thing. Wow. Um, and then, and, and of course, for each level, you do lots of practice in the classes. Uh, you spend a lot of time with other students, like working on each other, and you do a group healing. Uh, group healings are the most amazing thing I've ever done. 
it's so powerful when you have like multiple people doing Reiki on you at once. Oh my God, I can just <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah, it's really cool. It's amazing. I wish I could do that more often. It's been a long time. Um, and then when you became, become a Reiki master, you learn more symbols and you learn how to attune people. It's very complicated <laughs> and we had to practice a lot. And I actually did a practice class with my mother and sister and my brother's girlfriend um, before I took my last Reiki master class. The class was split up over three months. It was one day, um, like a whole entire day on one month, and then it went on. It was over the summer of 2012. Um, so anyway... Wow! I practiced on my, on those. I gave them like a sample class, basically, so I could practice attuning people, and God, um, that's that was really fun. And, <laughs> and I also did like a a group meditation with them, like a guided meditation. That was something we did in our class as well. So I wanted to practice that. Wow. And um, the attunement process is pretty complicated. Um, I remember when I was first attuned in level one. It just felt like such a sacred ceremony, and it really is. And one thing that I've, you know, dealt with in my life is anxiety. Mm. And I was a little bit nervous in the class. I didn't know what to expect, really. And I remember um, I discovered that I breathe very shallowly when I'm nervous. I do that in general. I mean, you I'm a lot better a lot now, <laughs> but I remember the teacher, she kept telling me, breathe in life, breathe in life, <laughs> like wow. she was, you know, attuning me and she was giving me Reiki and I just remember her saying that a few, you know, over and over again and I was like, oh yeah, I need to breathe here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so you Basically, when, you, when you're being attuned, your chakras are being opened up, and they place the symbols in your, in your chakra. Oh, wow. And then, basically, it's turned on, you know, once you, and I remember feeling the energy in my hands, and it was pretty amazing. I, I didn't really think it would work that well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, slightly like little skeptic in the back of your mind. Exactly, That's like exactly. not wanting to be disappointed, so not wanting to expect too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you felt heat in your hands or energy in your hands? Actually, I felt like a tingling energy. Mm. Wow. Yeah, like a pulsating kind of thing. Right. And a lot of times I feel cold. Like they say sometimes when you feel the energy, it's cold or hot. It could be lots of things or maybe you don't feel anything. Right. Um, but I remember at the time I felt like a pulsating energy. Yeah, it's interesting because I actually I didn't even know there were four levels of Reiki. Um, just for any listeners, because Lisa and, I've, and I have already spoken about this, but I've had the level one attunement twice, but it was over mm -hmm. 10 years ago, and I was mm -hmm. really not in a good place in life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just like a, in my late teens and, you know, just going through all kinds of stuff. So I didn't really use, I have not used Reiki, even though I do believe in it and I've had some powerful experiences with it. I mm. don't remember the vast majority of what I learned in those attunements. <laughs> um, I just, whenever I use it now, I just kind of do my own thing with it um, and just tell it to do its thing. But mm. it's interesting because um, they did mention that it would 
possibly be different for everyone, right? But that mm-hmm. that you would, a lot of people feel tingling or heat in their palms or they feel energy there. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, which is funny because right now I'm kind of feeling that, which is bizarre. Cause wow. I, I, I never feel that. So it must be weird that I'm taught, maybe just because I'm speaking about it now. Yeah. That never happens to me. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. But a lot of people would feel their crown chakra. So just a spot on the top of their head, they would feel energy mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And the strangest thing was that I, I didn't feel it there. But somehow my third eye point, which I was never that, like, <laughs> I'm not making this up, basically, is what I'm saying. I wasn't all into chakras, like, looking to open my third eye. But right. I did have um, pressure that I would feel between my eyes, between my brows mm-hmm. at that point when I had that uh, attunement, the first, and then more profoundly on the second attunement. And I've had it ever since then. And I think I was 18 and I'm 33 now. So it's been 15 years. And every time I sit down to meditate, I feel this pressure in my forehead. And it's now, and it used to not go through. I used to go, oh my God, what's wrong? Is is the energy coming in the wrong place? (laughs) Like I don't feel it going through my crown. And they all said, I don't worry about it or whatever, You know, because I was just, you know, I was going through all kinds of things at that time. Um, But it's interesting. I don't know that it's actually ignited my third eye necessarily, but I do feel that energy coming in. And it's some, I'm hooked into something greater and I'm not really sure what it is. It's definitely a little bit mysterious, but I can feel it so strongly that it's like, sometimes it's, it's freaks, it's freaky. (laughs) And so now I can actually feel it creeping back up toward my crown chakra. Um, I can feel that my crown is a bit open, but still the place I feel this energy the most potently is in my third eye, which is, I think, really bizarre. But anyway, there you have it. So, um, wow. Yeah. Can I can I um, ask you a personal question? Of course. Uh, do you ever like? I hate to use the word pray, but do you ever like talk to your guides or talk to your higher self? I pray all the time. I mm-hmm. I I have to admit that I have never felt particularly connected to any sort of guides. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm open to that. But I do pray all the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, maybe what you can do is ask your higher self or whatever you believe in, whatever you want to, whoever you'd like to talk to, <laughs> ask them the to divine. help you, <laughs> help you um, receive the energy in a way that makes you feel safe, makes you feel more at ease. Um, that way you're not mm. like feeling so intense energy in that spot or maybe ask them to spread it out more in a different through throughout different parts so that you're not so freaked out by it well I'm actually not freaked out by it anymore I think it's just in the beginning I was freaked out by like this whole other thing I was going through I had a lot of anxiety issues panic attacks Mm. um a whole other trauma that Mm -hmm. is a whole other conversation but basically Mm -hmm. I was just nervous. I was afraid. It was hard for me to trust something like that because I was nervous that because I didn't trust my own mind. I was like, is this real or am I making this up? You know, it was just one of those things. And now I I'm, can relate. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was kind of loaded into this whole other experience I had that was, you know, contributed to freaking me out basically or was okay. probably the cause for, for that. But at this point, I'm not nervous about it. I kind of like it. It makes me, like, I can really feel it. It's very tangible. But I feel like 
you're right. It would be really great to connect with that um, and maybe even try to figure out what that's about and look for guidance. Uh, or mm. maybe just get another attunement. <laughs> maybe go for level two finally. But yeah. yeah. Well, if you come to Boston again, <laughs> I'm happy to help. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We should talk. And it would be actually. great practice for me. We I haven't been practicing that at all. And oh I haven't, you know, I don't have a space, unfortunately, where I can do Reiki. I do self-Reiki all the time. And I do Reiki for people I know where I can, you know, be in their home. Um, but I don't have a space where people can come and I can give them treatments, unfortunately. Mm. But um, I'm sure, you know, you and I could... We could figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will definitely, we'll be in touch about that for sure. That's okay. um, very exciting. So, <laughs> so um, Reiki is used for physical healing as well as emotional healing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I wanted to mention as well with these different levels, because you can do Reiki on somebody even if you're not a master. You know, I right. think even if you just have level one, you can still offer of it course. to somebody who wants it. Um, and you had mentioned, which I didn't realize, um, that level three isn't necessarily stronger than level two or level one. Um, exactly yeah yeah I don't know if you want to say a little bit about that but that blew me away I had no idea well yeah it kind of blew me away when I heard about that too and it makes sense I mean Reiki is Reiki and just because you're attuned to you know a higher level it doesn't mean that you're getting a different brand of Reiki you know right it's it's just I mean maybe it can be more powerful in some ways or maybe you feel it more or something but um Basically, you know, whoever is giving Reiki is just as good as the next person. I mean, everybody has a different mm-hmm. way about them and re- way of relating to clients and that kind of thing. Right. But it doesn't mean that it's more powerful. It might be different somehow, I guess. Well, and level I, it, two yeah. allows you to have, um, to use the symbols, which right. I don't know the symbols because I haven't gotten level two, but mm-hmm. um, the symbols, which... Okay, let's get quantum physics here for a second. So mm. time and space space equals illusion, mm-hmm, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So um, since time and space are technically illusions according to science um, or quantum physics or whatever, mm. these symbols allow you to send energy across space and across time. So you can send healing to your mother um, you know, mm-hmm. miles and miles away. And you can also send healing back in time to yourself, back in time to someone else. Um, you know, when you said you that know. to me the other night when we were talking, I never, I, I probably heard about that before, but I never, I forgot it. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. It, really? And that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, wait, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> that was one of the things I remember hearing about level two. And I, I mean, was it like, makes sense because time, time, is just an illusion in some ways. I mean, time is something we invented to deal with how we live and stuff, you know? Yeah. And if you think about how fast time has been going by in the past couple years and how it just keeps seeming to accelerate. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that, you know, the past, present, and future are really all happening at the same time. I mean, I'm not making that up. That's, you know, what people say. And it (laughs) makes sense to me. (laughs) I believe that. So, yeah, I think that's really cool that, 
you know, we could send Reiki to ourselves, like, from when we were 10 or something. And yeah. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> Back in time to a particular trauma. Exactly. Um, yeah. Or forward in time to, you know, particularly stressful event you have coming Actually, up. Actually, I, or... I do send Reiki to future events. And that oh my has God. helped. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, when I had a vacation coming up, I sent Reiki ahead of time like please let it go well let nothing happen you know <laughs> and it was wonderful good weather it? please <laughs> but anyway yeah you have well you had a great vacation <laughs> I did I did yeah so yeah um so I just wanted to ask you a little bit about the physical healing versus the emotional healing because it works it just from what I understand, it does exactly what it needs to do. It goes where yeah. it needs to go. I have personally experienced physical healing from Reiki. That's quite miraculous. Um, really? Yeah. I have a quick little story. Maybe I'll tell it. Yeah. Um, you know, I I was only 16. I had had appendicitis, and I, I came actually quite close to death. It was like a super untextbook case, so they didn't catch oh, wow. it right away. Mm-hmm. And I was sick for a really long time with it, for like a month, Um Anyway, I, you know, I got better and I recovered, but Mm -hmm. after that started to happen, because I had been so sick, um, my body had actually shut off hair growth to conserve energy. So Mm. I was getting better and then my hair started to fall out and I was only 16. So I was like freaking out, you know, 16 year old girl losing her hair. I was like, are you kidding me right now? So, you know, I was... Uh, it was like a few months after I had been sick because hair grows in cycles. It's kind of like part of this whole cycle. So I was working that summer um, in the theater and at this resort, and there was a man there uh, that had a home nearby that offered to do some Reiki on me. And so I remember going, like, for free. He was just really kind. He was my friend's father. Okay. And uh, I went over there, and he gave me about an hour of a treatment, and he was just like, my God, you're really sucking the energy up, you know? like. Mm-hmm. And that day, my hair stopped falling out. Wow. Like, it just stopped, which is technically physically impossible because the way it works with... Uh, with hair growth is that your hair grows and then it stops growing and then for a period it's like in your head but it's not going it's not growing anymore and then after a while it will fall out so by the time it's falling out it's already at the end of a a designated cycle that's been locked in I mean it can't come back so Mm. it was really amazing to experience that and luckily no I didn't go bald (laughs) I did lose a lot of hair but it was I have a lot of hair so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. anything that you know impacted me socially or anything thank goodness but um it blew me away and I was a believer in it before that wow you know I was telling you you know Barbara Brennan's hands of light I was like reading that when I was 11 and oh you know you're so so lucky that you were exposed to that at a young age when I was a kid I was I was always fascinated with anything metaphysical but it was hard to get my hands on anything so anytime a book came by you know that had anything to do with anything spiritual I would just like I need to read this you know I need to study this and so that's really awesome that you had that book at such a young age. I didn't even get that book till like two years ago. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's actually an oldie, but a goodie. It is, And yeah. um, it talks a lot about, speaking of um, energy healing, that book is about energy healing, but it's not about Reiki specifically. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you and I spoke earlier about the fact that there are other people doing energy healing and laying mm-hmm. on of hands that aren't mm. using Reiki specifically 
quote unquote, but Mm -hmm. maybe it's the same thing. And, you know, maybe we all have access to it regardless of this attunement, but the attunement just makes it easier to access. I don't know. What do you think about that? I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I really Mm do. Um, when I had a, my last bird, I, I used to have pet birds, um, when I was first married and our last bird was a Quaker parrot, um, named Scooter and he, he had some issues. There was something, I think there was like something wrong with his brain when he was born or something Mm. is he used to fall off his perch in the middle of the night for no reason. Then he'd get it back up and he'd be fine. I mean, that's Mm. just not normal, you know? And we had to bring him to the vet a bunch of times for, you know, cause he wouldn't, he was acting strangely or whatever. And, um, but anyway, I used to give him energy healing and this was before I got into Reiki. Oh my God. I just instinctively, I just wanted to do anything I could to help this bird. Cause I loved him so much, you know, and I remember, and he liked it and he didn't <laughs> bite me, you know, cause he was kind of a biter sometimes. And, you know, when you're holding your hands around a bird with a, sharp beak you know yeah there's a you know a chance you might get bitten but he liked it and um I think it did help him and actually it wasn't yeah it was like five years later um after he died that I did Reiki for the first time but anyway when I first heard about Reiki uh I think it was probably the late 80s early 90s I think early 90s I didn't believe in it I saw a new segment or something about it and I saw it and I'm like that's not right. No, people can't do that. You know, I I was like, really? And I'm, I consider myself to be a really, well, not anymore, but I, I've always been kind of gullible. (laughs) And even I thought it was like, come on, that's too good to be true. Or that's just a crock. Right. But, um, I kept over the years, like hearing about this. And, um, then I went to a, a psychic fair one time this was like 2003 and I met a Native American shaman who was a psychic and I had a session with him and he was like you have potential to be a very powerful healer and I was like wow well that's something I want to do and he was like study uh you know read books and he's like don't follow one thing you know don't follow one way and I believe that. I think there's mm-hmm. lots of different ways. And I have studied other things besides Reiki. And I do incorporate stuff into healing, not just what I've learned in Reiki classes. But um, that was like a validation. Yeah, this is something I'm really meant to do. And it, it just felt really true. It sounds like you were already saying. doing it before you got yeah, Reiki. Yeah, I, I was. Doing it anyway, but that right? Was, yeah, mm-hmm. that was like a big validation. Like, it was like... Sure. I can't even tell you. I felt like I was struck by lightning. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. no, that's that so was the powerful. only time I ever went to a thing like that. But um, I thought it was pretty amazing. God. So, um, yeah, that is extremely validating. It's <laughs> did I did I go off on a tangent? No, there? you I didn't. I'm, I'm the queen of that. I was just trying to like listen more because I was talk too much. <laughs> So, no, it was perfect. Um, I think that's really powerful, and it'll be interesting when you do get a space someday to do Reiki, because I think you will. Yeah. I think, I you think will. I will, too. I think yeah. when the time is right, and I also would like to um, do a practice for pets, <sighs> because I am yeah. a huge animal lover, and I lo- and animals are so drawn to it. 
they really benefit from it and you don't even have to hold your hands on them to for them to get it you can just be in the same room with them and have the intention and it will flow to them and they'll tell you what they think about it they'll give you body language mm. um they'll react in certain ways so you can know if they're done like okay i'm done or if they want it to begin with um right animals you know you don't everybody including animals have free will i guess you know right. so if they don't want the healing they'll you'll know actually but, that's um, a good that's a, a good point that's something because... i want to do yeah, that's going to be amazing. Um, just to to kind of specialize in our fur angels, you know, or yeah. any or any animals. Um, yeah, it's. I actually wanted to ask you because I can't remember when you do a treatment on someone, you should have their permission, right? You don't just oh yes, yes, go around really just throwing reiki point, at people, actually. right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> everybody has free will. Like I said, everybody's on their own path, and not everybody wants, you know, healing. Uh, so yeah, you definitely need their permission, even to send distant Reiki. Sure. Um, and if it's an extreme situation, like somebody in a coma, if the person's like loved one or, you know, close relative says, you know, can you please do Reiki on them? Then it's okay. Sure. And I think you'd probably um, get a, a hit, an intuitive hit if uh, exactly. things didn't feel yeah. good anyway. So yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Okay, yeah. great. Um, so just curious how Reiki has fit into your spiritual path personally for you, um, because I'm sure it's much broader than just this one practice. Yeah. Um, well, I've always been a spiritual person, uh, and I, I got into Reiki to help my spiritual development. Um and I, I believe that since I got into Reiki, it definitely has helped accelerate my intuition. Uh, I feel like I've changed. I've grown and changed like in a more profound way than I think I would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It definitely, and you know, I have really intense dreams sometimes. I've had Reiki dreams, actually, now that I think about wow. it. Um, those so I think it definitely amazing. has improved my life in a lot of ways. Like I feel like my spiritual path became a lot clearer and more powerful. Yeah, that's almost like the concept of the emotional healing or the spiritual healing. So it's not just mm -hmm. healing like it's not just healing on a a 3D physical level. And right. and I will say this too even about the story I told earlier about, you know, my hair like the healing that that stopped my hair from falling out that day I was running around jumping off the walls like a six-year-old <laughs> but I was 16 and I was going what the hell is going on with me like I've never wow. had, I felt buoyant from wow. that one treatment and so I I know that that affected me in my soul and it wasn't just um but I mean I did experience physical impact of that as well because I personally believe that our 3d existence is just the densest manifestation of our energy so right. um yeah it's it makes perfect sense that you would have experienced this essentially become coming into an align into alignment with a higher vibration or yeah, a higher definitely. frequency as a result of the the work that you've done with this energy mm-hmm yeah so just becoming more psychic more intuitive um definitely yeah like that. definitely 
Uh, I'll share a really personal story with you about how it really impacted me. Um, My very first Reiki master class, the first day that we had the Reiki master thing, um, it was three months... Sorry, my neighbor's outside are talking. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) Um, It was three months after I was attacked in the face by my parents' dog. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, it was... the poor dog. He he had some issues. He he was starting to become really aggressive. Um, we don't know exactly what started causing that, but he was only a few years old, and he started becoming extremely aggressive, and it was getting worse. And I was home visiting one weekend. Uh, it was March thirty first, two thousand twelve, and I had him in my lap, and it was kind of late. I was really tired, and I leaned down and I hugged him. And he just like went ballistic on me, and he attacked me in the face. And thank God, it oh, it was God. a lot less serious than it could have been. It could have been extremely serious, but you know, I think my angels were watching out and helping me, um, wow. and him. <laughs> yeah. But it was extremely traumatic, and not only because of what happened, but because they had him put to sleep a couple weeks later. And I sure. loved him so much, you know. So it was really hard thing to go through and I was having flashbacks all the time and but anyway so three months after that happened I oh I won an award at work and I had this extra income all of a sudden from this award and I looked up online for the person I took advanced Reiki from and saw that she had a a Reiki master class coming up (laughs) right you know like a month later and it's like how convenient I have money I have the exact amount of money for this class. Oh, my gosh. And and it's happening soon. And all right, you know. So I signed up for the class. And that first class, I realized after the, um, she, she, I think she gave us a special attunement. Yeah, she attuned us. And it, it dawned on me sometime later that I suddenly wasn't afraid of dogs anymore. Wow. And that was really huge because that was a big thing after the attack happened that I just every time I walked by somebody walking a dog I just felt really afraid yeah and that's something I've never thought I would have to go through because I've always been an animal lover my whole life and I always had animals growing up and so not suddenly being afraid anymore was like a huge thing and I, I knew it was from the Reiki Oh my gosh, that's so And I was so big. excited. I, I had to tell my teacher. I was like, I'm not afraid of dogs now. <laughs> that's huge. That's yeah, so huge. Yeah, it was really huge. And I did still have flashbacks every so often, mm-hmm. but now I don't anymore. Um, yeah. Trauma. And I'm not, yeah. Trauma is really hard to overcome because I believe personally that something happens to our wiring when we mm. experience an event like that. And it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that the brain, the brain does regenerate itself. And, you know, as you choose to think differently, you actually generate new neural pathways and old ones die away. But I think something happens with trauma. Um, Mm. where you're kind of permanently etched with something, unless, you know, maybe not permanently, but, you know, unless you do profound healing. I am permanently etched with certain things that I've been working on healing that I haven't succeeded in completely healing, even though I've done a great amount of healing. So that blows blows me away because I'm sure uh, that's just a testament to how powerful that energy has has worked in, in your life. 
Yeah, I really think it was meant to be for me to take that class. And I never thought that I would go that far with it because, you know, it's expensive and, you know, it takes time, you know, takes your whole, you know, day to it's go so to this class. It's so worth it, Let's actually oh, talk about that. How much does it yeah. cost? Oh, God. Do you remember? I can't remember. I'm it, sure people are curious. It depends on different places charge different amounts as well. Um, gosh, I want to say it was like $300, but I could wow. be wrong. I feel um, like it, I remember hearing it was a lot more than that, like 10 well, years ago Well, it used to be. Canada. It used to be. When, like, yeah. when I first started, when I first got into it, it was crazy like expensive. Like $10,000 for the master. Yes, I remember. I remember yeah. it was like insanely priced because they wanted it to stay like Super really elite. sacred and they didn't want many people to do it or something. But then finally people were like, hey, why... Why do we want to keep this from people? Why don't we help everybody, you know, to heal? Yeah, you know? And I think more, it just became more popular and potentially it could be that there is more competition actually for, you know, healing That's centers true. or whatever. So That's they're like true. offering it for cheaper and then it just That's became true. more accessible to people, which is good. Yeah. So uh, maybe it was like 350. I can't remember, not to be honest, mm -hmm. but each level is more expensive than the previous, you know? Right. That's so. reasonable, though, to me. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, and I don't have a lot of money, but like 350 bucks seems very reasonable, especially considering that it's something that you have for life. You can never lose it. And That's true. Um, I will say that because even though I barely remember anything about my first two level one attunements, I got <laughs> it the second time because the first time I was so messed up, you know, when I did it. Um, and I still have it. I can still turn it on. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily feel super connected to it the way because I don't use it as often I actually to be honest with you I forget that I ca can use it most of the time there's so many instances where I should be using it but mm -hmm. but you know even 15 years later somebody that's really disconnected from it can really turn it back on so it's something that you get for life sure and if, if you have a real intention to heal yourself mm -hmm. um, and just ask your guides your angels you know your Reiki guide ask them to help you to turn it on um, and to be with you and you know your intuition will probably tell you where to put your hands usually the first well the first position position is both hands together facing you and you place your palms over your eyes hmm. and rest your palms like over your cheekbones and you shouldn't be able to see any light you should it should be all blocked out um, and that's actually a really calming position, even if you're not Reiki attuned. That's actually an energy healing thing, too, because wow. um, you have meridians there um, that are impacted by that, um, just by touching those places on your face. But anyway, wow. um, that's the first hand position um, for self-Reiki. And even when you're giving it to someone else, that's the first position. It's placing your hands over their eyes. Wow, I didn't remember um, that. So. Yeah, and <laughs> this actually, is great. that would be a good thing for you because your third eye is located in that area. Um, you yeah. know, so it's all connected, mm -hmm. and you know, so that's a nice position. You can rest your elbows on a table to help you. That's what I do. Um, that way, you can hold it there comfortably for a longer period. Usually, five minutes is a good amount of time for a position, and make sure you're breathing. You know like obviously breathing but I mean take deep breaths to help you get into it and think of it like a meditation too yeah 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 
and then um, another the next position is to hold both hands um, like above where your ears are with your hand your fingertips touching each other on the top of your head huh. and you could just hold it there and that's a really great position too it's very calming and then the next position would be behind your head like um, what like where the back of your neck is and you can you can either put your hands side by side like with your fingertips touching or you can put one hand over the other one I'm um, like doing this right now yeah and that area is great that can help you sleep better that oh position gosh. yeah wow yeah and then the next position is to hold your hands over they call it your your now I'm trying to remember your upper heart area so it's not like over your heart but like um, just over the top of your rib cage with your hands touching and that is really good like if you have a cold or if you think you have a cold coming on I do that a lot when I feel like I might have a cold coming on I constantly do that position <laughs> and wow. take some deep breaths and that really helps and actually um, something I learned that's not Reiki but it's all related if you massage those those points where you feel like an indentation um, there's like a special name for it, and I'm drawing a blank but if you massage those parts there over your rib cage like in between um, your ribs in, uh, not Inter your rib cage costal. your um, collarbones oh. under, under, right under your collarbones there's like two yeah. points and just holding a finger in each of those and taking a deep breath is so good <laughs> um, but that's where you put your hands that's a, that's the uh, fourth Reiki position huh, that's interesting. and then the one after that is between your breasts or over your breasts whichever you prefer hmm. and when you're giving a treatment to someone you never touch their breasts or their pelvic area you always hold your hands like a couple or a few inches above that right um, yeah right it's interesting because so. you're mentioning the meridians and I'm sure mm -hmm. it's just all the same as whatever people that are working with acupressure acupuncture exactly uh, yeah that's something I'm really interested in yeah EFT mm -hmm. also there's this other I want to do an episode on it because it's so unbelievable oh, yes. tapping yes um, and so one of the tapping positions is on the collarbone right where you mentioned yes, that's and right. it works that's right. I'm not kidding you it I really mean, does it really does uh, that's a whole other episode but I it's was funny. really skeptical of EFT when I learned about it but I've done it and it does really help for anxiety like when I've had a headache or something yeah totally. I, I've done it for panic and anxiety mostly and just oh. sort of emotional stuff and it, mm -hmm. it's the only thing that that has ever really worked for me um, like in the moment I suppose mm. and um, it works really really well um, and Sorry, I think I'm getting a little knock on my door. <laughs> um, that's okay. I'm good. It works really, really well. Um, it's just super unbelievable. I don't know if it's part of that particular paradigm of combining um, psychology and a particular dialogue that you're supposed to be doing as you're tapping stuff, but it releases crap out of your system um so it's it's all working on the same point so when you see all these different yeah. healing modalities lining up and and using mm -hmm. the same points it's really um mm -hmm. a lot of validation from when you know absolutely mm -hmm. and i use crystals sometimes uh i have a really nice big uh selenite 
wand oh yeah that's I love great it. for like clearing your energy field you know I use that sometimes when I think of it you know I start at the floor like where my feet are and I just scan myself front to back front to back a few times with that thing and it, I feel so much better and I feel more grounded I want a selenite to. wand <laughs> I have a piece of selenite actually given to me by one of oh, my best friends but I want the wand now <laughs> spiritual materialism I, I happened hey. to come across that a year ago I went to a powwow a Native American powwow and they have like little booths where they sell things and there was this great great guy who was selling crystals and he had it, and it was, I can't remember how much it was, but it was insanely inexpensive. And, yeah, they're not expensive. And I wanted the stand, too, and he said, oh, the stand's not for sale. But then he's like, oh, but you're, I like you. Okay, I'll, I'll throw in this, you know, as well. I was, like, so grateful. So I have it on the little stand <sighs> on my, on top of my bookcase right in my front room. Yeah, it was anyway, to be yours. Yeah, crystals are, are another thing that can help yeah healing it's a whole other yeah. <laughs> i haven't done an episode on crystals <laughs> but i know it's coming uh for sure do you work a lot with crystals not a lot i i i love crystals and i always want to keep buying more but then i forget what they are i'm like wait what's this one <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it really matters that much you just pick no, up what you're true. drawn to whatever you're guided to use you know yeah but uh, i do i do feel their energy especially like when i'm in the store it's so funny like i'll feel the energy of something I'm like wow i have to buy this and then i bring it home and then i don't feel anything I'm like wait what happened <laughs> right or just i don't feel anything usually well actually that's not true i do have one or two crystals that that i feel something from for sure and i sleep with them in my pillow um oh i've tried that, like but my then teddy bear they're in there yeah Aww. i sleep with them and in then my they palms, fall out though. of the pillowcase when my husband's making the bed and he gets mad at me he's like Wait, oh, what, no. what's happening <laughs> right i know i have this um i have like a lot of crystals actually that i sleep with it's, they're like teddy bears i'm not even kidding and they do fall Aww. out of bed and it's like boom right on the floor all the time but <laughs> but hey what are you gonna do right but they are right. there's something calming um, about certain stones anyway, and so Absolutely. everything is energy. Absolutely. It's all the same. And there's so many different ways you can get healing, and you should just go to what you're drawn to. But yeah, exactly, exactly. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, do you ever have you ever felt like um, a particular release after doing a Reiki treatment, or is it very oh, gentle? Yeah. Like where you have to clear well, some shit out basically, and then you're like, oh, it's kind of like, Bleh. um. Or is it more That's of a peaceful thing? Um, I felt it more when I've had Reiki done on myself rather than when I'm giving it, like okay. the release thing. Right, right. Like I, I mentioned how I tend to be a shallow breather. And I'll never forget when I was being worked on, like I kept having these huge breaths that just came out of me. Like I wasn't trying. It just happened. Like I just took these breaths that were bigger than any breaths I ever took before. I mean, and I'm a singer, and I had to learn how to breathe correctly and all that. Wow, yeah. And it, was, it really was truly amazing. Yeah. So I know that it was really releasing some stuff that I needed to release. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. And I want to touch on this one really quickly, this one topic as well, because mm -hmm. one of the things that you mentioned to me was that intention is, has the most impact your intention yes, when you're absolutely. working with Reiki. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if you want to say a little bit about that other than that's well, the sentence. Well, uh, I don't know what else I can say. <laughs> I mean, you have the intention that, well, something I think that 
every Reiki practitioner does is before you start the treatment, you say like a prayer, basically, mm-hmm. where you ask for the highest good for the client. Um, you know that you start with that intention to begin with, and that's what starts it, really. And yeah, basically, you really have to get your ego out of the way after that. You just have to not try. You can't think, not "Oh, try. I really hope this works." Right. You know, right? Because that kind of blocks the energy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, have that's the intention. The do the do the treatment and get your get your mind out of the way. Just let that's, it go. And it's, it can be challenging, especially when you're doing it on somebody you really care about and you really want to help them, but. You're super attached. You know, it's something you just have to do is you just have to not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. And and you also, something important to mention as well, as you said, some people don't feel anything. They might not get tingling in their palms or weird pressure in their third right. eyeball. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's not working. And doesn't right, mean and that goes for the anything. client too. The client might not feel anything and they might not think it did anything, mm-hmm. but it, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, just because you don't feel it doesn't mean it didn't do anything. Um right. Wow. And some people feel actually, well, they say Reiki is super safe, and I believe that. Um, and they say there's no side effects. But I have had a client who had side effects where he had a bad headache the day after. Um, but I think, and this happens to me all the time, I go through healing crises. I don't know if you're familiar with a healing crisis where you feel either you get a cold or you get a bad headache or something and it's basically the energy coming out of you. It's yeah. being released. Exactly. That's so exactly what when I, that happens, yeah. you may you may go through symptoms that aren't what you want to deal with. But once they go away, then you're like so much better. That's exactly you're, you've, what you've I was healed. getting at. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the time to clear things, you're doing shadow work essentially, and you have pain and you have stuff that needs to move through and move out it doesn't just magically yeah. disappear necessarily I mean maybe right. who knows maybe sometimes it does but a lot of the time there are things that need to move through so exactly and mm-hmm. it can take years yeah. I mean you might have lifetimes of pain and suffering in you you know from other lifetimes you know mm-hmm. I, I believe that yeah and so it might take a really long time and you don't want to release all that at once because then you could get really sick oh my god yeah you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so I, a lot of people don't realize how powerful it is, and you know, you you don't want to release all your pain at once. <laughs> no, and I don't even think we you can. Know? We can't. You know, no. yeah, yeah, and so that's probably a built-in safety mechanism. <laughs> right, and there's reasons why we get sick too. Sometimes there's a reason, like your body's trying to tell you something. Yeah. So you know, there's that inner compass you have to find in there and say. All right, what what's the lesson here? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. How can I help myself, you yeah. know? You have so, my attention now. It's like I've been, Yeah, exactly. Because usually by the time it translates to the, so whatever the energy malfunction or dysfunction um, translates all the way down into the physical body, it's been trying to get your attention for a while, and this is like the last stop. Right. So, yeah, it's like, yo, yeah. Over here. (laughs) Actually, you know, something could be a gift, you know. Um, I don't know if this is related, and I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but I heard a story on the radio this morning about something about a guy who was, 
he wasn't really attacked attacked but he he got hurt by a shark while he was out swimming in the ocean and he went to the hospital to get treated and they discovered he had a tumor in his oh my god uh, somewhere i forget where it was but he had a tumor that oh in his liver i think oh my and god like, that shark saved my life so there's a reason for everything there's a reason why you have <sighs> you know a shark bite or whatever that's so insane it can help you in some way <laughs> wow i mean in the best way you heard that today this morning yeah i heard it this morning on wow. npr you can't even but anyway yeah that's incredible wow yeah and you know and when i got attacked by the dog thing um i went to a really dark place for different reasons when that happened but at the same time i knew on a very deep level there was a reason for it and I had a feeling that it was some kind of sacred contract between me and the dog where I needed to go through that and he needed to go through that for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really, really grateful that it happened to me and didn't happen to my mother or father or anybody for that matter. But, you know, I'm glad it wasn't a kid that was at my parents' house right, or, right. or anybody outside the family for that matter. I mean, they could have sued my parents right. and you know what I mean. Oh my God. So in a way, I was grateful for the experience, even though it sucked. <laughs> sure. Um, everything is a gift if you if you try to find the lesson from it. Yeah, yeah. If you look you for know? the blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I know so many deep things here I we're know. talking about. It's so it's so big. Um, like when you just put it all together and you look at how all these things apply to our lives all these topics that we talk about on this podcast and but like they're just so applicable um mm -hmm. you just have to remember to apply them <laughs> so yeah that's the key yeah <laughs> so i don't know did you have anything else that you want people to know about reiki that we didn't talk about wow i don't know i think i pretty much covered everything that i know Great. um i'm sure other people listening um I don't know if anybody would have questions or. Well, would or you recommend? Like that, or, um, or maybe a. Is there a good resource that you would recommend for people that might want to get either get receive treatments or get attunement? Sure, sure. Um, well, like I mentioned before, Reiki.org right. is a great website that explains what Reiki is and. And then actually, there's a resource on there for teachers in, in different parts of the country or the world. Um, but it's only people, it's not everybody that does Reiki, but it, it does have a good number of people on there. And if you're local around Boston, Cambridge, um, I can recommend my teacher, Laura West, who's amazing. Um, nice. She owns her own uh, pr uh, practice called Divine Lotus Healing. And she has her own website. If you Google Divine Lotus Healing, um, you could find her easily. Um, so she's local. She's in Cambridge, Mass. Awesome. And I highly recommend her. I don't mean to, you know, give a plug, but that's okay. No, plug. We, we're all about the plugs here. So. Because, we're, you know, it's just real stuff. I mean, if this is a great resource and this is a great person, then we want to tell people about, <laughs> about her. So, yeah, I mean, because you're not, you're not offering... Um, at the moment uh sure. to people other than in your friends and family circle so no that's really right. helpful that's wonderful um and so right. now i want to ask you but you i know. do i can do distant healing if anybody wants a distant healing let me know i'm very happy oh, to help okay so how do they find you yeah 
Oh, you don't charge oh, for it? Um, <laughs> Better be no, careful what you wish Actually, for. Actually, <laughs> I, have, I have an email address that's special. Um, I have a special email account for my healing practice, I guess you call it. Um, it's cloudfeatherhealing at gmail.com. Wow. And if anybody has any questions about Reiki, um, they can email me, cloudfeatherhealing. You are so kind yeah. to offer that. So most people I know, or sure. pretty much everyone I know, is insistent upon the fact that there needs to be some sort of energy exchange, um, even if well, it's not yeah, financial. Well, yeah, I kind of believe so, that. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that is kind of annoying about doing distant healing is that you don't get that feedback, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you do it and you wonder, hmm, did they like it? <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But anyway, no, yeah. I'm very happy to do that. And I can do more than one person at a time. So Oh, that's perfect. I'm very happy. Then. Seriously, yeah. yeah. Wow, so. that's really incredible of you. Um, so listeners, you should get in touch with Miss Lisa Rukas if anybody is curious <laughs> to learn more about Reiki um, or to work with Lisa. And um, Lisa, like you've had such an amazing spiritual path that you've been walking for quite some time. And I'm just curious, mm. you know, as an everyday seeker, what wisdom you would have to leave? What message would you have just for the world, for people out there? You could tell them one thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I could say one thing, I would say stop being so hard on yourself. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, just stop it. <laughs> no, seriously, be kind to yourself. You know, we're always concerned about, oh, we should be kind to everybody. And we should, of course. Be kind. That's a huge thing is to be kind to everybody. Because um, we don't know what path people are on. We don't know what they're dealing with. But also be kind to yourself and take care of yourself. Listen to that inner voice that you have that's available to anybody. Just turn off the TV Stop looking at your phone and just go within. <laughs> take some time. Take five minutes to close your eyes and take some breaths, and you'll be amazed. You might get some kind of inner wisdom that something you should do, or, or maybe, you know, it's just a calming thing to help you deal with anxiety um, or whatever you're dealing with, because mm-hmm. we're all dealing with stuff, all of us. Yeah. So just be kind to yourself and, you know, take some time just be quiet for a while yeah that's what I say that's great advice (laughs) it's great (laughs) advice for me right now in particular so um yeah it's good advice for me too I think I'll I think I'll (laughs) heed that when I get off this call with you um yeah maybe sit for a few minutes and practice being kind to myself (laughs) good good You deserve it. Yeah, you deserve it too, Lisa. Everybody does. does. So yeah, y'all be nice to yourselves. Um, That's right. mm -hmm. So, well, I guess we will uh, say goodbye then. I want to thank you so much for offering all this wisdom to and just sharing it with everybody. This was really good for me. So thank you. Thank you very much. And it was good for me to actually talk about this because I don't usually talk about this stuff with people in general I don't really share this part of myself most of the time Um, so it was really good for me to think about like Reiki and how it's impacted me and and what I want to do with it in the future so so thank you it was a great opportunity for me I'm excited for your practice (laughs) thank you yeah 
All right. Well, I wish you the best. I'll I'll be in touch with you soon, my dear. And oh, uh, great. Thank, thank you, you everyone out there. We wish you a beautiful week. Thanks so much. All right. Take, take care. care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.